What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Waterboys Podcast. As always, you are joined by your hosts, Danny, Aman, and myself. Say what's up, guys. Yo! So this weekend was kind of crazy, not going to lie, with, you know, podcast not working on Friday, and then we recorded Saturday, and then All-Star Game Sunday, and then a huge signing happened. So we're just going to dive right into it all, but let's start off with the huge signing that happened. Uh, It kind of caught me by surprise, um, but... You know, our reports were, uh, were rumors this entire time, but now it's a reality. Blake Griffin has signed a, um, a contract with the Nets, you know, and the Nets, have, uh, as we know, have already made some major moves um, this last offseason, um, you know, picking up KD and, uh, and trading for James Harden, and now adding, you know, um, Blake Griffin. What do you guys think about this? It's a great signing, dude. I think... Uh, Blake Griffin gives the team some bench depth, which they are kind of lacking. And I think the Nets are going all in this year, man. They're going all in, and I think that's an excellent signing for them. It gives them some veteran leadership in the locker room. Uh, I think overall, it's a great signing, but he is towards, like, his, uh, he is at his end of the career. Like, he's not what he used to be. He, uh, he's thrown down lobs and stuff, you know. He's not there anymore, but it's still a great signing for the Nets, and I think it's a great move. How about you? Ah, uh, yeah, I think it's a it's a great move for them. He, he he isn't the same player. He hasn't dunked a ball in a game in apparently two years. Some crazy stat like that. Yeah. Uh, he this season averaging twelve point three points per game, five point two rebounds, four assists. Uh, he gives them uh, what's it called? They don't have much depth in the big man position. They have basically DeAndre Jordan, who was also in the in the latter end of his career. Uh, yeah, and them reuniting Lob City. I don't know. Maybe Blake Griffin uh, revives his knees too, so he can actually have vertical again. Uh, but I think it's a good signing. They're definitely going all in this season, and I, I definitely see them as favorites right now. And I'd be kind of disappointed if they. They don't win because this team is kind of crazy right now. Like I think right now they're favorites for sure. They're they're definitely favorites, and if they don't win, yeah. it'll be definitely one of the most disappointing seasons ever. I'm not gonna lie, because three Defense. of the greatest stores in our league, uh, and two two veteran bigs who used to be amazing together. Like, hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know if they don't win, it's gonna be disappointing. But I can Let's, see I can see many teams putting up a fight against them though. <clears throat> like they literally yeah, lost to sure. the, the Sixers, the Cavs, Lakers, Clippers. They lost to the Cavs with their big three. The so uh, yeah, it'll it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a definitely a very interesting postseason. So before I go into my like you know what I think about it, let's just think about like Blake Griffin how he started off his career. You know, number one pick overall in two thousand nine. Um, he had an injury, didn't get to play at all 2009 season, um, comes back 2010, I believe he won Rookie of the Year, um, he played full 82 games 2010, yeah, he, basically, um, <laughs> he played 82 games that season, you know, 38 minutes per game, 22 points, you know, those were good numbers, and then after that, you know, we see him, like, being around that level, you know, with, um, that that was his probably like best year if I'm being honest, um, most consistent year. And then after that, you know, we see him get traded to the Pistons in 2017. Um, had a a bad first year, but then second year really had a shine out year. Made the All Star game, 
um, my opinion, the Nets didn't get better, right? And they didn't get worse. They've stayed the same. When I say this... Really? And, yeah, and I say this because, to me right now, and no disrespect to Blake Griffin, but the way he's been playing this season, he's been playing like any other role player in the NBA, right? We've seen Jordan Clarkson have a better game, uh, better season than him. We've seen other guys like Emmanuel uh, Quick, uh, Quickly. And, um, you know, D. Rose. Yeah, D. Rose is having a better season than him. We see guys who used to be stars, like, now become role players, still have a better season than him. And this is the same game with Blake Griffin. I think if the Nets use him properly, and that means not using him in the starting lineup, right? He needs to come off the bench. Not saying that, you know, not disrespecting him or anything. But right now, the Nets need people on um, the bench. They can't have the top three carrying the game every single time. And most of the time, that, that top three is either injured or, you know, when they do play, they, they play um, uh, somewhat well. I think having Blake Griffin come off the bench and giving him a role that way would definitely help, one, revive his career and, two, give a different dimension to this team, right? Because we've seen um, games where, you know, the, the Nets are up like 15 and then the, the starters go out, and the bench come in, and then all of a sudden, when the starters come back in, the game's a two-point game. Hmm. So, that's because they lack the depth. You know, the one reason the Lakers were so dominant last season was because they had depth in every position, every time. So, and also, um, I, I, I forget his name. What's his name? Uh, for, the, for, the, uh, for the Nets. It, it's bench player, and recently he's come on. I forgot, I, I'm Bruce, on his name, though. Bruce Bowen or something. Yeah, Bruce Brown, right? Bruce Brown is that his name? Yeah, Bruce Brown uh, Jr. Yeah. Brown, yeah. And recently, I thought it was shining above everyone else on the on the bench, and I like him. I think he'll play outside. Uh, he'll play well outside. Uh, Blake Griffin. So I, I, think. I think they have some pretty good role players, though. I'm, like their their bench. Uh, Nick's Claxton, young Nicholas Claxton, younger player, and Bruce Brown recently has been showing out both yep. in their and last game uh bruce brown uh dropped 17 and nicholas Claxton dropped 16 on seven of eight shootings so i think yeah and then you tie that in with joe harris i think you know you are starting to look at this team and um get a real sense of you know that they're building on on that depth except more towards the uh, forward position but that's just my opinion on it. I think that this was a good signing for the Nets, um, a good signing for Blake Griffin. I thought he chose the right team, a team that could help him, you know, revive his career, which in the NBA matters. And like Awan did mention, he is reuniting with DeAndre Jordan, um, and they both basically came in the league at the same time. And you know, they're 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 best buddies. We've seen the uh, All State commercials, or State Farm, <laughs> not All State. Yeah. All Star, yeah, so, yeah. All right, next, we're going to go into the All-Star Weekend. <clears throat> so, we, I think we can say that the only thing we got correct was the All-Star Game. And, uh, well, Amon didn't get the All-Star Game correct, but then yeah. we got the, um, the three-point contest correct. Stephen Curry was on fire that entire night. Stephen Curry I mean, is a yeah. different breed, bro. Right yeah, right like not. in the game or even in the three-point contest. I mean, he dropped 31 uh, 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 points in the three-point contest in the first round. Mike Conley started, like, you know, challenging him when to- he shot 27. Conley had a very good three-point contest, I'll say that. He uh, impressed yeah. everyone last night. That was surprising um, for me. I did not see that coming. 
Mm, I expected so, Zach Levine and you know others to show like, up, but I I think that Conley was like a good shooter, like but not that good. good. Yeah, like like I was like, what is this Conley? I was surprised watching him like just bang into all those threes. But I think what? after last night, we can all agree that Steph Curry is the greatest shooter alive. Oh yeah, of all time. 100%. Not even just alive. Uh uh-uh, uh, it's not fair. Like <laughs> I remember uh, the sequence where uh, where Dame first right literally yeah. just. Just chucks it up from half court, banks it in. Steph Curry, literally, example next play, banks yeah. it in. I'm like, how? The end of the like, second half. Yeah. Like, and they're not even trying. That's the worst part. Like, they're not even trying. <laughs> they're just messing they're just around. It up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think Curry or Dane tried the entire night. And it is like, just destroying kids. Or and I, thought, I thought it was also kids. very fun. Um, Since we're talking about the All-Star game, let's just go with it. I think that um, it was very fun to see LeBron and Steph on the same team. They were clearly having fun. I was just pointing out LeBron only put up four. Yeah, two. Well, LeBron I mean, so yeah, LeBron, LeBron like, was just running around. Half, yeah, oh, LeBron, he didn't sit, touch the court in the second half of the game. This is why they called to. him LeGM. He drafted the best possible team so he could just mess around in the second half, sit on the bench, let them do all their work. And all I think, the work for I, him. This is why he's going to be a GM I, in the future. And I think what we said before the uh, uh, game really played out because we said that LeBron picked the best available players, giving him the more firepower, and putting up 100 points in the first half was very impressive. Um, and, and, you know, 170 to 150 was the final score. I do think that Team Durant was at a bit of a disadvantage because um, they were out with, you know, they didn't have uh, KD, MB. they didn't have MB, they didn't have Simmons. I, mean, I think it was Team LeBron who had Simmons, right? Yeah. yeah. And then they didn't own... Uh, I, f- I think Team uh, Durant also was missing Devin Booker, I believe. Yeah, Devin Booker also. Yeah, yeah so, like, you know, you're missing a bunch of good, really good players. So, that sucks. But, last night, Giannis Antetokounmpo played a perfect game. Antetokounmpo, yeah. Yep, 16 for 16, 35 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists in only 19 minutes. The Greek freak. Greek. Man. That was fun to watch. And also, I, I, dude, yeah. like, for him, it was just so easy. Like, yeah. like <laughs> he, he didn't even try. Like, like it, it was like, so you literally just take a lot and just throw it down. Like, it's nothing. Exactly. And, and also, I, once you have, like, facilitators like LeBron and CP3 running the floor, everything will become easy for yeah. you. CP3 like, literally had 16 assists last night. And also, yeah. and also you know what's bad? When CP3, uh, like, dunked he it down. dunked and you know he cashed it. That sequence was crazy. Dame yeah. got a dunk. Curry got an uh, oop dunk. Kyrie. And yeah, Kyrie dunked next. it too. And CP3 got yeah. the oop dunk. Well, uh, I'll take like, it. Like, 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 you know what's bad for the for KD team? For KD's team. When they're doing yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, that, that game was um entertaining, you know? with Even with the COVID thing, they did come. I just wish they had better jerseys, man. I still get annoyed by that. Like... It literally yeah, looked like a bad. Pacers practice game. <laughs> and I was like, "What is happening?" Um, and also, and also, to be fair, um, I thought Team LeBron played great together. Like, like everyone just complimented their games so well. You know what I mean? Like they played. That's their why his name is Le GM, bro. I just thought he it was just so nice. knows. <laughs> bro, Curry, no. bro, Curry's coming to the Lakers. Trust, <laughs> he's coming to LA or Dame, one of them. Someone's <laughs> nah, coming. It's not happening. Trust. Yeah. Trust. No, I, I, trust someone's coming. If I'm being honest, I see uh, Curry going to the Lakers a lot more 
uh, than Dame going to the Lakers. But, you know, yeah. I will say one thing about LeBron. The reason they call him the smartest player in the game is not just because of his IQ for the game, but his IQ of the players. When he's going against a defender, he knows his the defender inside and out. Uh, I yeah. remember watching um, a video of Magic Johnson explaining uh, how his interaction with LeBron went when he first was, you know, um, reaching out to him to try to get him to Lakers. LeBron sat down and listed, you know, um, every player on that Lakers team and listed their, uh, you know, um, uh, strengths and weaknesses. To have a guy like that on your team is just like the it's like having a cheat sheet uh, in in a test. It, it's pretty amazing, and that's why he like you know plays so good in the league. Now, I will say one thing: the one disappointing thing, uh, other than the jerseys in All Star Weekend, was dunk the, contest. The dunk, dunk contest. contest. I was crying. Like Patrick even Stanley got robbed. What was that score? The, <laughs> the, fir- the first dunk he got robbed, but the second dunk. Bro. Ah, okay. He deserved okay. it after the second dunk, bro. They predicted yes. the future. Bro, but the first dunk, I was like, what? How is it not? Like, it, like everyone was like, ah, eight, nine. Eight, yeah, like, there wasn't even a single nine. I was like, what are you smoking? Like, I was thinking, like, better. Like, free Simmons came through and uh, won the dunk contest. Um, he kissed oh. the rim. Yep. Yep. Bro, and also, though, um, like, Obi Toppin's dunks were so, like, like blah, like the first dunk was good though. Not gonna lie, I like that. Yeah, first but like, but Zach Levine literally did that before. Is it, and he's like, I know, but the thing about Obi Topin is that he's a power he's forward. A big dude. Yeah, he's six ten. It is impressive, but I, I thought Cassius Stanley's dunk was better than that. That, that, that that's my opinion. But you know, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly expected a lot more from this All Star weekend. Um, but then, you know, it, it's, it's I like the game. I think the... The game was entertaining. I think it was just the other events, but... Yeah, I mean, the many. skills challenge... Yeah, what happened with Robert Covington, bro? Yeah, Robert, there, bro? Robert Covington fell bad. He kind of just... Okay, wait, wait. Let, let me rant about the skills contest for a little bit. These guards did not try at all. Luka Doncic didn't even get out of his warm-up clothes, and he went onto the court. Chris Paul literally missed a wide-open layup. Okay? That's true. Like, what are these guards doing out here? It's supposed to be easier true. for the guards, and they can't do anything. It's just disappointing. And there's a bonus. He's not missing. Like, the dude was on fire. Yeah, the bonus was the only one, like, trying. Him and Vucevic were kind of popping off. But Robert Covington, he just felt bad. That's what I'm going to say. He felt bad for he everyone felt else. Bad. He was too. He was yeah. like, yeah, I'm too OP for these guys. Like, I don't know why they put me in here. Like, it's just kind of unfair. So he just he just let Vucevic win the first round. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. Of course. Of Makes course, complete of course. sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It has to be it, man. Yep. And I, I also, like, you know, looking back at the dunk cost, I literally, I, I mean, I think it's pretty impressive that Obi Toppin jumped over his dad and Julius Randle. Yeah. Like, that was impressive. I, like, for a and guy he, that big. And he windmilled, too. Like, yeah, that was impressive. Right. Like, Obi Toppin is really athletic for, mm-hmm. for a power forward. And for his he has a bright future. He does. You know, sure. he doesn't have the right role. And I think this, um, him being on the Knicks was like the perfect year to be on the Knicks. Uh, as a Cavs fan, I desperately wanted him to be on the Cavs to team him up oh, with uh, Yeah, to team him up with Colin Sexton. I mean, just think about the depth you have there with Colin as point guard. D- uh, Dar- I mean, uh, Darius Garland as point guard. Uh, uh, Colin as shooting guard. Then you have uh, Kevin Love or Teddy Osman as a uh, small forward. Then you have Kevin Love or, or Obi as a power forward. Then you have um, Andre Drummond as center. Um, now with Jared Allen, you know, 
I like, mean, in the bench, he can come off the bench and he can, you know, have his own little show. And he was, like, you know, an electric player. So I thought he would be really good with the Cavs. Yeah. But, you know, Cavs uh, picked Okoro. Wasn't as happy with the pick, if I'm being honest. But, you know, sometimes that's just the league. <laughs> Wait, did they pick Yo, Okoro over Topin? Or did Topin fall before Okoro? Um... I believe that uh, Topin went. Uh, no, I think that they picked them after because, yeah, they picked them. So Akoro, I mean Akoro got picked fifth. Uh, Knicks had the eighth pick and they picked Topin. Okay. Okay. Bro. Yeah. How do you feel about all those teams passing on Terry Talburton? Oh uh, yeah, a I lot mean, of teams. I think the issue was a lot of teams didn't think his like shot would translate to the NBA. That's what I heard. Like they didn't think his his jumper and all that type of stuff. Would See, we we hear from we hear from multiple announcers and multiple players that it's a make or miss league, and the same thing goes with the draft. You make it or you miss it. You know, we've seen so many steals, like Linkola uh, Jokic, for example. Like he was he wasn't drafted until like late second round. You don't see right. Kobe Bryant, right? One of the greatest to play the game wasn't drafted till um uh pick thirteen. Michael Jordan wasn't picked till uh, pick three. You know, there's two guys picked before him. Yeah, hey, you know, also, Michael I mean, was number one. I think in in um in Embiid's draft, right? Jamal yeah. Parker went like above Embiid. And I was like, how do you see a someone put nah, man? Jabari Parker, Parker in co- like, high school and college was crazy, bro. Yeah, he was projected to be insane. But uh, guess why he wasn't? <laughs> he wasn't. Uh, no, like a lot of a lot of what a lot of Bucks fans really hoping. Like if he pro- if he projected to if he played like the way he's supposed to be projected, this Bucks team would be so insane right now. But he didn't. Bro, does right does now he, he's on he, the Kings. He barely has a roster spot. Yeah. Oh yeah, like I was gonna ask you that. Like, does he even have an average job right now? No. See, he, he was playing really good. Like in 2016, he was averaging 20 points per game, shooting 49 percent. Yeah, and then he got injured. But then, yeah, then he got injured. And then oh, after that injury, injury everything okay. just went down. Yeah. That's yeah, the thing with okay. the NBA, like. Injuries can kill you, bro. Like, it's, it's, it's just the truth. So it's kind of like in, in the NFL where a running back gets injured. Like it's, yep. It's yep. basically yep. over for him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. right now we're just, you know, we're having an open discussion because, you know, All-Star Weekend has a lot of things to talk about. But now that I'm on board of the NFL, let's switch over to the NFL, baby. We haven't talked to football in, in a couple of weeks. Some uh, news for you guys. Um, Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick says that he's not retiring. Among rumors, he wants to come back and play. Um, hopefully, he makes the Pro Bowl next year because I did read that in order to make the Hall of Fame, you have to make at least the Pro Bowl once, and he hasn't made it once. So if all the fans vote Ryan Fitzpatrick into the Pro Bowl and he gets in the Pro Bowl, he has, a, he, has, he has a shot at making the Hall of Fame. That'd be pretty dope. Um, We've got to do it then. My boy Ryan exactly. belongs in the Hall of Fame. He does, he does. Um, uh, and in other news, um, Eagles are trying to shop uh, Zach Ertz. Uh, Patriots yeah. are also trying to shop, uh, shop uh, Stephon Gilmore. Uh, 49ers Gilmore? Also, yeah. Really? Um, yep, that's a, that's a name that came up. And um, 49ers are trying to shop uh, Quan Alexander. So big Quan names. Alexander? This is going to be a crazy offseason. Kwame right? Brown? What? Kwame Brown. No, Quan Alexander. Oh, no. Oh, no, nah. I think you meant Kwame Brown. No. Kwame Brown. You mean the guy who has PTSD from getting yelled at my Kobe and Michael? Yep. 
Yep. <laughs> he no. actually, he uh, because of Kobe and Michael, he actually quit the NBA and he's uh, transferred to the NFL. Oh. Hey, Claudine. Yep. Is he actually is he actually in the NFL? <laughs> no. Okay. I, I just I, didn't I hear what you said, and I just heard Kwame, so I thought you were talking about Kwame. Oh, no, no. Nah, nah. he, he's a Kwame Alexander. No, I, 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 just, no but, I just know Kwame uh, Brown's those... name just came into my head for some reason. But yeah, <laughs> yeah Dan- Danny, those uh, uh, headphones ain't working for you, bro. Yeah, mine. Nah, I think you guys just can't hear what you're saying. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, dude, 100%, 100% mine. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 Got it. All right. So, um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Aman has, you know, a um, a team that he wants to talk about today, the uh, New York Giants. You know, yeah, a rival yeah. of the Philadelphia Eagles. They had a pretty, um, pretty, you know, surprising season last year. Um, you know, despite all things that were thrown their way, they they made the best out of it. Really. Um, I think it was the second year with Joe Judge as the, uh, the head year. coach. First oh, sorry, my bad. Year. First year of uh, head coach. And I thought he did pretty good. Um, Alan, what do you think? Do you think he's a good uh, uh, coach? Yeah, man. And I think he's a good coach. And um, I, I remember everyone last season were were, were clowning the Giants. Oh, who is Joe Judge? What is he? A clown? Like, they were making fun of him. Guess what, man? Yeah. They put everyone wrong. And I thought his coaching was pretty good last year. Like, for a first-year coach, mm-hmm. his coaching was excellent. And I think he can only get better and, you know, Learn from his learn from his mistakes and what he did wrong as first year. Right, I and I think. Uh-huh. And I, and I think a big point of that would be um. Uh, the defense and and another aspect of of his coaching that I like was, you know, he started off the season very rough, right? Yeah. The team was was in a bit of a pitfall, but then he finished the season very strong, and they were even you know neck to neck with uh, the Washington football team to be in playoff contention. So I um. Now, let me ask you a question, Amon. You know, yeah. with Daniel Jones, does this Giants team have a future? Um, I think you need to first get him, like, a good quarterback coach. You know, okay. um, I think I think you need some time. Like, if you look at their O-line, right, not the best. His weapons, not the best. Well, so you can, you can look at the name, but the problem is, they don't create any separation. Like, right. for example, the Eagles, whose corners stink. They were able to kind of lock up, you know, mm-hmm. some of their receivers sometimes, not all the time. And that shows you, like, that the receivers can't get any separation. And I think if this year, they can snag a guy like, you know, Jalen Waddle, who will probably be there at 11. I think this Giants offense, man, will be scary. And... If they can, like, add, you know, alignment in free agency, like, you know, Trent Williams, I think the Giants is looking scary next year. And I, I will say one thing about the Giants' offense. Last season, they were the second-worst offense, uh, uh, only beating the Jets, right? They only, they only put up 280 points, right? And, and, and the Eagles, with all their injuries and with all, you know, wrong with the Eagles, they put up 334, just for comparison. And, you know, the league's uh, best offense, uh, which was the Cardinals last season, put up a four... Uh, no, wait, no, sorry. Ah, the Packers, the best offense last season, put five oh nine points. So, Dang. yeah. So you know, I think, I think if we look at it, so this is the way I see it, right? Daniel Jones, yes, he has a future with the Giants, but not right now. I think the Giants should go for a quarterback who is experienced. Ooh. Right, and, and I'm saying this because you know you need 
you can't just throw a kid into the fire and expect him to walk out, you know, without getting some burns. That's what's happening with Daniel Jones right now. You're throwing him into a fire. And, and you know, first season, yeah, he, he proved that he had some potential. 24 and 12, you know, that's a, that's a 2 to 1, you know, touchdown ratio. Not the greatest, but, you know, it's all right for a rookie. Then Tony Tony comes along. He throws 11 touchdowns for, you know, 10 interceptions. That's almost a 1 to 1 ratio. I guess. That's the point I'm making. You can't throw him into the fire just yet. Uh, Get, well, so, so, wait, wait one second. So, yeah. I think go for an experienced quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick is asking for a team to play. Go for an ex- experienced quarterback. Learn under him. And like Amon said, add in, you know, some, some tools through the draft. Add in um, a good quarterback coach. And then, you know, in two to three years, or in literally one year, this guy can be, you know, a real pro bowler. Because think about this, right? We look at Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes came into the league, 10th pick, right? Um, people knew he had potential, but they weren't fully sure of him because of his unorthodox, you know, playing style. You think about, you know, the situation he was put in, right? He didn't start immediately. He, he was under Alex Smith. Alex Smith was a great quarterback uh, to learn under because, you know, he was so helpful and, you know, he helped Mahomes in uh, viewing the game differently. He also had Andy Reid as his head coach. And, you know, he had, uh, I, I forget who his uh, quarterback coach was um, at the time. And then the next year you put Mahomes in and look at the results you got. 50 touchdowns. That's what you got to do with Daniel Jones right now, man. If you want to switch this Giants organization, it wasn't just drafting the quarterback. It's developing the quarterback. Well, you see, the thing is, Daniel Jones had a few, I think, a few games to learn one under Elon Manning, one of the greatest to like, do it ever. And right. My, my problem with this is, the Giants are not win-now mode. Like, they're, they're in a rebuild mode. They're not going to be in the playoff contention for next year or two. So why not just learn, let, like, Jones learn? Like, let him through the fire. Let him, you know, double up. That's how players the get problem, better. See, the problem with that is, Amon, if you're going to let a guy play with the fire, right, and play through the fire, it's going to happen. He's going to have the same career as Carson Wentz. The Giants are going to trade him, and they're going to draft another quarterback, right? The, see, we saw what happened with Carson. They didn't get him any weapons. They didn't, you know, they just let him play in the fire, and then what he got, he ended up getting burnt, and he got, got fired, literally. Well, right? no, no, so, the, thing is, the thing is, though, Carson Wentz had an insane sophomore year. So, Carson Wentz was never as bad as Daniel Jones. So, I don't yeah. think you can compare Daniel Jones to Carson Wentz. They're in two different levels, and they, they all, there's Alvin. And maybe you're right. Maybe he needs a veteran quarterback to teach him. Yeah, so, see, look, I mean, a lot of throws that he was making last season were, you know, something that you would see from a rookie. I remember there was a one throw, right? Um, uh, it was to the Bucks. This was a, this ended up in a pick to I believe Carlton Davis. Uh, with that. So it, it was a, it was a hitch route. I'm, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. Um, pressure was getting to him. He was rolling out to the uh, 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 right, and then he throws it, right? And you see Carlton Davis is covering. Um, um, I forget who his receiver was, but he was covering him to his uh, right side. Now, any okay. other quarterback would either throw the ball away, make a run for it, or, you know, put the ball to the left outside shoulder. So giving the receiver to make a chance to play the ball. Jones yeah. threw the ball low and to the right, allowing Carlton Davis to make a play for it, which ended up in an interception. Right. So to me... And, and, and another, another, um, another play, same game. 
um, I believe it was like second and ten, and you know it was like a crucial drive. Um, they needed you know something. Jones took the ball right. They had a, a, a Slayton to the left, Darius Slayton to the left, um, and he was on a streak route. And I believe the cover was uh, cover two or, or cover three. Uh, I don't exactly remember. And Slayton was free. He was wide open. The problem with um, Jones was he was too stuck on his first read. He kept on looking right. Instead of, if he just looked left once, he would have had a touchdown play right there. <laughs> but again, same game. We saw him have potential. It was towards the end of the game. Um, uh, he, had, uh, what he, he, he hit you know, Golden Tate in the end zone on a beautiful pass that was high and away from the defender. Allowed Tate to make the um, play on the ball. He has right. potential. He has, I'm, not, I'm telling you, a lot of people question picking Jones in the first round uh, for the Giants, but I think they made a great decision. They just need to you know, stick to that decision and build on that decision. And also, to me, I think his problems is that he's overthinking it, right? And mechanics. Like Carson Wentz, right? When I watched him, he, he misses easy throws, you know, like checkdowns or throws. Right. Or, 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 or like just but Carson Wentz, I think with a good quarterback coach, all of this can be fixed. I think all it takes. Yeah, and, and you know when you're talking about mechanics, right? If you want to get like real detailed into it, I think a big part where Jones struggles is you know not using his full skill set. Yes. yes, he can run the ball, right? We've seen him go for he's huge fast. runs. He's he's fast. he's fast, and he's, he's a fast. mobile quarterback, but he doesn't use it. He, he decides to play like a pocket passer. And what happens is with the Giants O-line, he gets eaten up. And right. when he sees, and the problem is when he sees that um, he's about to get eaten up, he tries to make a throw right at that moment. And because his throwing mechan- mechan- mechanics are too, um, too long, he ends up in a fumble. That's another reason, right? right. This, so, guy, so, this guy has all the tools, right? Uh, like, he's 6'5". Wait, I'm has, on, let, uh-huh. let me just Go finish ahead. real quick. He's 6'5". A 6'5 quarterback is very helpful in one or two reasons. One, you can look over your O-line and you get a better view of your reads, right? Two, quarterback sneaks. That's a huge helpful in this league, right? Uh, third and inches, fourth and inches, uh, fourth, fourth and goal, which is, you know, like, like uh, on, on the one, you know, stuff like that can really help. And, and, um, and I, think, I think the Jets, the, not the Jets, the Giants, for them to become win-now contenders right now, this is what I propose. Trade away Evan Ingram. Get some receivers. In your, um, you know, you know what, what, what pick do they have him on? Huh? What 11. pick do they? 11? 11. 11. Yeah. If Kyle Pitts falls to that, pick him up. Or trade up to get Kyle Pitts. Right? Saquon's going to come back next year. You're set on offense. Defense. Um, second round. And... And, and, you know, a third or fourth round, pick up some, you know, safeties, pick up some cornerbacks, re-sign Blake Martinez, keep him longer, and, you know, build your team that way. And in the offseason, pick up really good, you know, offensive coordinators. Um, you have, you know, Jason Garrett. I, I think, you know, Jason Garrett's time in the NFL is over. I think, you know, after his season with Dallas two seasons ago, um, you know, his, his style is becoming a bit more outdated, a lot more guessable. Like, me watching the game, I can, like, tell what play they're about to run, you know? And I watched only two Giants games, and I can already tell what they're going to run. 
So they got to, you know, expand that playbook for Jones. Make it fun. Make it exciting for fans to watch, for Jones to play, for these young... Because that's a young team. And the yeah. thing you're... You're not going to get, you know, um, a Tom Brady type of system with a young team. Right? You're not going to get, you know, short throws, slants, or, or and, you know, like, motion to the out route. No. You're going to get play, play action, deep throws, you know, uh, corner routes, stuff like that. Stuff that, you know, makes it more fun to play. That, that, that's my opinion on the Giants right now. And also, I think the Giants had to design offense to his strengths, okay? He has a ginormous, like, arm. Like, he has a almost top arm. Yeah, arm. Yes, sir. Except- arm. Arm, arm, that's what I meant. But I think last year, they were, like, they were too, like, their offense was just vanilla. Like, it was just slants, short throws, like I said. I think they got to design plays for him, just design for Daniel Jones alone, where, you know, he rolls out of the pocket and, and takes it deep. Because that's what he's good at. Like, he, like, this dude has a ginormous arm, like a huge arm. So I think this got to use his strengths and, the Giants can maybe move to like a top fifteen offense this year. Right, is it do that? I think that's where the Giants can really improve. But you know, a lot of things we discussed today, and I really like the Giants discussion. I wish we started that a bit earlier so we could finish. You know, with lo- longer time. Speaking of Giants, um, it was a fun weekend. You know, I got I finally you know got to meet up with you guys after a long time. For those who you know don't know, uh, it was fun. Amon was just. Just wilding. He was like, yo, yeah, yeah. Also, guys, for um, people who are tuning in right now, we just want to say thank you for listening. Um, it's, it, it's, it's, it's very helpful that you guys are listening and very, very grateful for those who do listen on a constant basis. We are starting up a Twitter account. Um, so go follow us on that. I don't know much about Twitter, so I don't know if follow is the correct term. But if you haven't already, go check out our Instagram page at waterboys underscore uh, podcast. Uh, we are at 100 we're trying to keep build. Let's go. Mm. Other than that, we will see you again Wednesday for another discussion Wednesday. Yes, sir. Yes. Have a great. Have a great rest of the week, and we will see you Wednesday. Peace. Peace. See ya.